Welcome to Truth Talk. This is your host, Larry Bryant, and the truth is out there. If we're willing to seek it, we can find it. <clears throat> Sometimes it uh, takes a little effort on our part, though. Well, um, yeah, I'd like to start off today's program and wish everyone a, uh, a happy new year. Um, entering into a, a new year, and seems like uh, you know most of us... Um, um, you know, when you when you talk to people or you hear people talking or, um, you know, as we approach that that new year uh, time, um, most people uh, seemingly desire um, a new year to be a, a better year than the previous year. I mean, even, even if you had a uh, um, an OK year or a good year, um, I think there's something innate within us that. Uh, that we we desire uh, you know things to be even better, and we we look forward to uh, to that next year um, being better than than the year that we just just went through, and especially um, you know when it's um, been a tough year. You know, twenty twenty three has um, been difficult for a lot of people. Uh, there's been uh, you know a lot of uh, craziness going on in in the world. A lot of economic problems, um, you know, high inflation, uh, government doing a lot of uh, crazy things. Uh, uh, so, it's from that standpoint, uh, naturally we want things to be uh, be better the next year. And so, you know, we wish people a happy new year, and, and we look forward to this new year. And um, you know, part part of that. Uh, there's a lot of uh, human traditions um, uh, about New Year, and, and and there's nothing necessarily wrong with a, a lot of these uh, traditions. I'm just t- trying to uh, point um, some things out that uh, you know different people in different parts of the country or different parts of the world um, treat New Year's. Um, uh, a little differently, uh, you know. They celebrate it. Um, you know, we all do a lot of the same stuff. But uh, uh, for example, uh, some foods um, here in in Appalachia, um, uh, there's a lot of people that uh, part of our our culture. Um, it's a tradition to eat uh, maybe cabbage on New Year's Day. Um, now that tradition is actually an old Eastern European tradition. And there were a lot of um, uh, Eastern Europeans that uh, would, you know, move into uh, the the Appalachian Mountains, especially in coal mining and so on. The the Polish and and uh, the different Slavic uh, uh, individuals, and so maybe that uh, sort of helped incorporate that that in. Also, the Irish, uh, you know, they have that's part of their tradition too: uh, uh, corned beef and cabbage and so on. Um, so, you know, cabbage, if you're one of those people that eat cabbage on New Year's, and that's, that's part of that uh, uh, tradition that, that some people have. Other people, uh, you know, it might be eating pork or it might be uh, eating this or doing that. Uh, but we all have our, our uh, simple traditions. Um, and, and the reason that we eat cabbage and a lot of the reasons that we eat a lot of the things we do on New Year's Day <clears throat> It supposedly is going to bring us good luck. <laughs> you know, once again, we're looking forward to that new year. We want it to be uh, a good year. We want it to be a prosperous year. Um, 
And in that Eastern European tradition, um, eating cabbage or a cabbage roll or something like that on the, the first day of the year uh, meant uh, uh, to uh, signify being lucky, especially in the area of finances. And uh, some people in Appalachia also, in uh, cooking that cabbage, um, they might even uh, put a, a coin in it, a penny or a dime or something like that, and cook that um, uh, coin uh, in there with with the, the cabbage. Uh, hopefully, they maybe washed it a little bit before they cooked it, <laughs> but uh, you know it doesn't. Uh, uh, it, you know, it's it's metal. It's not really hurting anything uh, to cook that corn with the with the food. But once again, the corn in the cabbage signifying uh, financial luck, financial being financially successful this next year. Um, you know, going along with the other things, uh, lots of times we. Uh, you know, there's a, a segment of our, our population that, uh, uh, I guess, sets uh, New Year's resolutions. You know, you might be one of those people. Uh, some people do, some people don't. Uh, we see that typically, though, um, people that set a, uh, a New Year's resolution, um, a lot of it revolves around uh, health and fitness, uh, you know, like um, uh, losing weight things of that nature about half of all the new year's resolutions that will be made deal with some sort of uh fitness and and health uh could be mental health as well as physical health um if we you know dig into that fitness part uh you know about um, about 40 percent of people have a goal to lose a little bit of weight um which can be a good thing you know that that I'm not knocking that. That's a good thing to, uh, you know, have that as a goal to, you know, lose. We all could, or most of us, <laughs> if you're like me, probably wouldn't hurt to, to lose, uh, you know, uh, five or ten pounds or, or maybe more. But uh, um, so so that can be, you know, a good thing. Um, about 40 percent of people also have uh, some sort of resolution about um, finances, you know, uh, maybe paying off a bill or saving some money or something like that. Um, and about um, uh, about a quarter of us, about a fourth, make resolutions dealing uh, with uh, uh, spending more time with our loved ones, you know, with our family, you know, doing more things with the with the kids and and things like that. Um, you know, forty percent. Um, of our population say that they have a uh, some sort of specific goal in mind for for the new year, um, and we see that uh, also uh, uh, there's a lot of people that have multiple goals, and, and you know there's nothing wrong with that. Now, I'm I'm not knocking any of that. I'm just sort of um, you know discussing it a little bit. Um, it seems like you know if we break it down a little bit. Um, seems like younger people are the ones that are, are more inclined to make that New Year's resolution, maybe to lose that weight or, you know, go to the gym or something like that. Um, older folks, uh, you know, we're um, maybe a little less likely to make uh, New Year's resolutions. Um 
parents that have kids still at home, you know, you're more likely to make a, a New Year's resolution. Once again, it might be doing things with the kids or it might be getting your finances in, in line or whatever. So, you know, this this uh, resolution, if we look at that, making a resolution, you know, you're re- resolving to do something, which means that you're making a uh, determination. Um, and with that determination, you're going to set it in action. You know, if you're really resolved you know, to make a change, you know, you determine what that change is going to be, and then you set up a plan that you're going to attack it to, to make that change that uh, that you desire. Um, most Americans, uh, you know, that first month, uh, you know, we might do uh, okay with that, uh, uh, keeping on track with that, but most of our New Year resolutions uh, seemingly only last uh, two to three months, which makes me ask the question, well, how resolved were we really with those New Year resolutions? Was it just a wish list? Well, I wish I could lose some pounds. You know, it's a whole lot different when you say, you know, I, uh, yeah, I would like to lose, a, uh, you know, five pounds. Uh that's a whole lot different than saying, hey, I'm going to lose five pounds. You know, being resolved and disciplining yourself enough to, you know, push back from the table a little bit <laughs> to, uh, to, to lose that weight. Um, generally, uh, um, 80% of all New Year's resolutions uh, have faded by the wayside by by six months. Um, you know, about half, a little over half, <clears throat> last that two to three month period, and um, I think it was eighty percent um, have have went by the wayside within six months. So I guess that's uh, kudos or a hand clap for those twenty percent that really do stick with it, but. Uh, yeah, I, I guess my my point here, <clears throat> you know, there's nothing wrong with making a New Year's resolution. Uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, taking a look at yourself and seeing where that you need to uh, make some improvements and make a plan to do that. But uh, you know, the the biggest, the best resolution I think anyone can make going into the to a, a, a new year is, uh, you know, to serve the Lord with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, you know, if you don't know the Lord, <laughs> you know, I would uh, um, welcome you to, uh, you know, take a look at, at, at that, to uh, uh, turning your life over to Christ, and uh, it will make a world of difference. Um, you know, like we said, we all want things to be better for us, and I really can't think of anything better that would make our life better than if we uh, gave our life to Christ. You know, to uh, to be uh, fully free, we need to surrender ourselves. You know, and we surrender ourselves to Christ. 
you know, not surrendering ourselves to an addiction or to uh, some sort of fetish or or whatever else. Um, but we we all surrender ourselves to different things. You know, I might surrender myself to uh, eating too much candy. <laughs> I might surrender myself uh, to do doing this or doing that. Um, so we all are surrendering ourselves. So let's if we're going to surrender ourselves, let's, let's do it where it's going to really count. Let's surrender ourselves to Christ. Now, when you do that, um, sometimes it may look like, well, hey, I did this to make things better, and it looks like things are worse. <laughs> well, hold on. Um, it will get better. It may look like it's getting worse to, in the start, but um, you know, if you really give your your life to Christ, and even if you already are uh, are a Christian, you know, let's let's sort of rededicate ourselves this year to really hearing what God has to say for us to us, um, hearing God's direction for our life, and then following that direction. Now, I admit that's easier said than done, okay? We, we all miss that boat. But if, if we'll just stay minded to that, uh, where that, that's something that we naturally want to do is listen to the voice of the Lord, you know, we, we have to train ourselves to, for that. We, we train ourselves in athletics, we train ourselves to, to perform a, a job correctly. Well, you can also train yourself to um, hear the Lord and hear what he has to say to you. Yeah. Now, it takes time. It takes effort. None of us are perfect with it. Um, and sometimes we, we want to we argue with the Lord. Yeah, we, we'll... Uh, the Lord will sort of put something in our heart, in our spirit, and we say, well, well I don't need to do that. Do I really need to do that? You know, so we, we keep debating it. We keep kicking it back and forth. Um, so my prayer for each and every one of us for this year is that uh, we all would have that ear to hear. You know, let us have ears to hear, so that so that we can hear what the Lord is saying to us. Um, you know, the, I've I've uh, used this expression uh, when I've talked to some kids and stuff before. You know, God gave us two ears and one mouth. He wants us to listen twice as much as talk. That that's not bad advice. You know, if we listen twice as much as what we're trying to. Uh, uh, speak out we probably would be a lot better off in in most every part of our life um, so we'll take a, a, a quick break and uh, we'll be back in just a moment we hope you are enjoying today's show we believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world if you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. 
First-time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax-deductible. Join us as we change the world. Welcome back to Truth Talk. This is your host, Larry Bryant. And, um, you know, we're talking about uh, having a happy new year. And, um, you know, that's something that we all desire, something we all want. Um, we do uh, a lot of silly little things to uh, symbolize that. A lot of our traditions, whether it's eating cabbage or, or whatever on uh, New Year's Day. And like I said, nothing, nothing wrong with any of those things. Even making a resolution, you know, a New Year's resolution. Um, that's not bad, but lots of times we just sort of flippantly do it because, oh, wait a minute, I'm supposed to make a New Year's resolution. Okay, I'm going to do this. And so we don't really put much thought or effort into it. And that's why it doesn't last too long. And, uh, you know, if, if the more serious that we are about um, changing ourselves, um, then the more we we can we can do that. But the greatest change that will take place is allowing the Holy Spirit to change you. You know, when we come to Christ, um, you know, we come as we are, and Christ takes us as we are. But He loves us so much. He's not going to let us stay the way we are. You know, I think some people, some Christians kind of miss the boat. Or they, they, they see, uh, and, and they'll say, well, you know, uh, yeah, just come as you are, and that part is fine. You know, God will accept you. Yes, that part's fine too. But then, well, you can just go ahead and stay the way you are. Well, no. God is going to, to transform you. you. When you come to Christ, you become a new creation. And God is changing you from the inside out. And so maybe some things that you used to do, you may not have that desire to do that anymore, especially over a, a period of time. Um, the closer that we walk to God – you know, the more of God that we that we want and we we bring into ourselves, then the more change is going to take place in ourselves. Um, we won't necessarily talk the way we we used to talk. Um, we may not associate with the same people um, like we did before. Not that we don't love them, but you know, some people are just going to drag you down, and other people are going to lift you up. Um, you know, we was talking about resolutions when we uh, when we left, and like I said, not against uh, resolutions. I saw one, um, and a lot of them will fit into our Christian walk. Um, I saw one where a person was talking about making a uh, a gratitude journal. You know, just every day, write down a few things that you're grateful for. You know, things that happen during the day. I think that's great. You know, uh, my only uh, thing would be don't make it uh, a religious habit. <laughs> you know, a lot of people do things religiously. Oh, I have to do this. You know, 
I have to pray five times a day. You know, if I don't, then, you know, no, you know, uh, that's that's not how this works. We we have freedom. We should want to do good things, and we should do some good things, but uh, um, but don't be so religious that. Uh, you know, if you do something like that, if you miss one day that, uh, oh, you know, oh, woe is me. No, just if you want to keep that journal, keep it. Um, but don't get to, uh, all tore up if uh, if you miss a day or something. You know, I I, uh, I said that we, we look at uh, a, a new year and – one of the things that uh, as we look into that new year, we want to be successful. We want it to be a successful new year. And, you know, one of the Bibles I have is a, a Patriot Bible, which I kind of like because um, it has a lot of inserts within it that gives us a, a lot of um, insight on uh, our founding fathers and uh, other um, great Americans and, and people that uh, lived before us and uh, insight that they had and and uh, comments about um, um, relative things. And I found one here uh, that I'd like to, to talk about, and I think that it, it's extremely important if you want to have that good life, if you want you know 2024 to be a happy new year, um, I think that we need to, uh, um, you know, follow this this one example, and it uh, um, it talks about integrity. And I found that where there was a, a, a short interview. I'm sure this isn't the complete interview, but it's an interview of a, a a gentleman by the name of William Bross. Uh, he lived in the late 1800s, and he was a very, very successful American journalist. And uh, uh, he was a co-publisher of the Chicago Tribune. And uh, so they did an interview with him uh, talking about um, his success. And I thought it was uh, quite interesting on uh, some things that he had to say here. And, uh, um, you know, he said that... uh, so they ask him, one of the questions they ask him is that, you know, what is it uh, that it has been such a, a strong influence on your life and that's uh, helped you to be successful? And so his answer was the, uh, the Proverbs of Solomon and other scriptures. He said they were quoted a thousand times by my honored father, and cause an, uh, an effort to, to do my uh, duty each day under a constant sense of obligation to my Savior and fellow man. So here, this successful uh, journalist is uh, saying that, uh, you know, he owes all of his success. He says if there's one, one thing that you can point to, what is it that's uh, helped you be successful? And he says, hey, it's the Proverbs and the Scriptures that, was, that my dad quoted to me daily that uh, taught me each day um, about my obligations, not only to God, but to my obligations to my fellow man. They asked him another question. 
says, what do you consider essential uh, elements of success for a young man entering such a profession as yours? <laughs> Great question, even for today. Uh, I wish some of the journalists today would would take heart and uh, and hear this answer and, and take heart to it and maybe uh, follow this gentleman's advice. You know, what, so what is it, the element of success that a young journalist or anybody, but a young journalist uh, needs to be successful? Uh, he said, basically he's saying here, uh, unflinching integrity in all matters, public and private. You need to have unflinching integrity. It says, let everyone do his whole duty both to God and man. Let him follow earnestly the teachings of the scriptures and eschew infidelity in all its, its forms. They ask him, what in your observation has been the chief causes of numerous failures in the life of business and professional men? <laughs> he says, a want of integrity. People were careless of the truth being reckless in thought and expression, a lack of trust in God, and a disregard to the teachings of the Holy Word, keeping bad company and bad morals um, in any of their uh, many phases. So here Mr. Uh, uh, Bross says integrity. You know, being having integrity within you. You know, integrity is adhering to morals uh, and ethical principles. You know, being honest. <laughs> yeah, don't you wish that all business people were honest? Don't you wish that all of our politicians were honest? Don't you wish that all journalists? How how would the news be different today? If the all journalists had integrity, that they wanted to report things honestly, instead of wait a minute, I have to report it this way or that way, you know, because of my um, um, ideology. <laughs> you know, put I, I, the first ideology should be what's the truth. <laughs> you know, our I, the way that we perceive things. Uh, the way that we act on things should be, well, what is the truth about it? But all too often we have agendas built in. And it's interesting that, uh, you know, that they place this uh, in with uh, at, uh, at Job, uh, this uh, insert about integrity. Uh, Job uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 9 uh, says, uh, Then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? <laughs> Curse God and die. You know, Job is a man here in the first uh, chapter and starting here in the second chapter. Uh, he's he's a, a very rich guy. You know, he he uh, very prosperous, got a nice family, and he loses it all. You know, he loses his wealth. You know, some storms come in and stuff. Uh, he's being attacked. Um, the house falls in and kills all of his kids. Um, and then his health is even attacked. Um, 
ill bulls and stuff uh, come on him. You know, his friends come over and uh, you know, are wondering, hey, well, Job, you know, what'd you do to bring all this on you? <laughs> Look, uh, just because it, uh, you know, sometimes you can be doing the right thing, <laughs> and because you're doing the right thing, the enemy's going to come against you. But you have to know that it's not going to last forever. It's only going to be momentary, and in the long run, you're still going to come out okay. Yeah, you might have to suffer through a season of discomfort. You know, what happened to Job here? His friends are coming, say, hey, man, you know, you know, sorry state you're in, man. Just just go ahead and curse God and die. Now, yeah, his wife even you know, is saying here, are you still holding on to your integrity? You still hold on to that God that you that you worship? Don't you just go ahead and cuss him and die? You know, and here's one of those points in the Bible I like to bring out. You know, the the Bible is true. Everything in the Bible is true, but not everything in the Bible is a statement of truth. It is true that uh, Job's wife said, "Hey, curse God and die." But that's not a statement of truth, okay? So when you read things, you got to understand the context of how of how how it's given. So uh, Job kept his integrity. Not only did he uh, get a, a, a whole new family, more kids, he had more stuff than uh, he had that he lost. So let's be a person of integrity here this uh, year of 2024. Till next time, this is your host Larry Bryant with Truth Talk. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.